listening to The Mindful Creative, the podcast about emotional health for creative wealth. Brought to you by Creatives for Creatives, this podcast was founded on the belief that looking after our emotional health and mindset brings us a wealth of creativity and joy in our creative pursuits. Hello everyone, I'm Rachel, your host of The Mindful Creative Podcast. In this episode, I'm chatting with Kimberly from The Little Plantation, who is a wearer of many creative hats. She's a prop and food stylist, photographer, and nutritional therapist. And today, we're chatting about the challenges of being a grounded and authentic creative being in the age of social media. Now, I recognize that social media pops up a lot in our chats with creatives, and just listening to a podcast doesn't mean that you're instantly relieved of feelings of overwhelm or comparison with the platform. So I'm hoping that our continued chats around creativity and mindset will keep reinforcing that we're all human and we're all in this together. So if you want to connect with Kimberly, you can find her at thelittleplantation.co.uk or on Instagram at thelittleplantation. This episode was recorded from a Skype call, and as we know, the quality of a Skype call can be a little bit dodgy. So for me, it's better to have honest talk out in the world rather than letting the barriers of perfection prevent us from creating. So please keep that in mind when you're listening to today's episode. Now, let's dive into our chat with Kimberly. Welcome to today's episode, Kimberly. It's great to be chatting with you. Thanks for having me. I just wanted to share uh, with our listeners. So, Kimberly contacted me um, wanting to jump on the podcast after she had been listening um, to the prior episodes with her son. And I really wanted to share this with you guys because I think it's really beautiful. So, you know, it's called The Mindful Creative and children being so wonderful as they are. Uh, he said to Kimberly, but mommy, you're a creative. So why aren't you on the podcast? And so here we are today. So Kimberly was like, I am a creative and I'm, I'm going to come on and share um, some of the story that I have with Instagram um, and my mindset. So I just thought that was really wonderful. So I want to say a big shout out to your son and thanks for um, having your mum come and contact me so she could be with us today. I'll make him listen to this part. He'll love it. He'll love it. <laughs> totally. So Kimberly, can you share with us the, the backstory of how you got started on Instagram and where it has led to led you? So more specifically, the mindset that you started out with when you first discovered the platform and, you know, and what that grew into. Yeah. So I started my blog about three years ago and I really started it um, because I felt incredibly passionate about plant-based food and saving the planet and saving the animals. And that was kind of my way in. And I knew that if you had a blog, you had to be on Facebook, you had to be on Pinterest. And you had to be on this kind of new thing called Instagram. So I went on there never having been on Instagram before. And I have to say, I really loved it. I thought it was kind of this treasure trove of all these beautiful images. And it was just a lot of fun. It started off being a lot of fun, very inspirational. Um, And I felt every time I posted something, I got lots of really sweet comments and it was just really uplifting. It was a really uplifting, encouraging, and I felt also very empowering uh, platform where what I was doing felt that it was reaching the right people and it had some sort of meaning. Um, I think over time, as my following grew and, you know, Instagram as a platform grew, um, for me that started to change a little bit. So it kind of felt more 
um, it almost felt a little bit addictive at times to be on Instagram. And what started as something really joyful, um, actually for me became a little bit stressful. So where I felt that I had to post something and I felt that um, if I didn't, I was letting people down, I was letting myself down. And it, it was it was a source of stress, really, rather than where I started off from this kind of, you know, place of discovery and, and joy. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how, how I started on Instagram. So what was the defining factor for you when you realized you know, that things had shifted, that you were potentially being led away from, you know, your authentic self and what it started out to be? So I kind of felt at times that it wasn't really just about me sharing a plant-based recipe anymore. It was uh, a lot of times about the presentation of that or um, if I shared a plant-based recipe that I felt really passionate about, but it wasn't a pretty food, then it didn't get the same response. So it meant that what I wanted to do creatively in the kitchen and then also creatively in terms of photography, um, that I was kind of um, pushed into one particular direction that my audience liked. So I knew they liked green smoothies. So I'd make that more often um, rather than kind of following what I wanted to make, what I wanted to photograph, what I wanted to explore. So um, I think I, I noticed that and I also felt this kind of need uh, to post every single day. And if I didn't post every single day, you know, the world would come to an end kind of thing. And so I'd wake up with this almost feeling of anxiety, I guess you could describe it. Like, I need to, what am I going to photograph today? Oh, goodness, I didn't bring enough, you know, didn't buy enough berries to decorate the smoothie or whatever silly thing it was. Yeah. Um, so it, it, I felt a lot of uh, pressure. Um and that was that hadn't been there when I started out, so that was a, a, a real shift. Um, and then I also think, especially last year, my my following grew like exponentially. And um, in order to kind of meet the demands of, of what that meant, so when you you um, when your following grows, you get more comments, for example. And I mean, I was raised that if you're kind, if someone's kind to you, then you're kind back. But if someone commented on a picture of mine, I was about the urge to thank them and comment back. But if you have 50 comments a day, um, that's a lot of commenting to do. Uh, and then I'll make 100 comments a day. So, so it, it was just, I was spending hours. But it started as, oh, let me just post a cute little picture, you know, five minutes ago. I was now spending, you know, hours on Instagram commenting, liking, uh, working on the next picture, the next caption, it was it was pretty intense. And, um, yeah, I, I wasn't feeling happy in the way that I had when I first started. So, um, yeah, I, I really noticed that. For me, the big shift came really last year. So, as I said, my, my kind of following grew and, and everything kind of took off. And then um, at the end of the year, um, kind of lots of things happened, but... Most significantly, my dad got diagnosed with cancer towards the, the end of the year, kind of late November. And it was really, like, I can really describe that as, like, I'd been wearing a, a kind of veil, and then suddenly somebody ripped that off. And I could see really clearly that that the way I was spending my time, the way I was spending my life, ultimately, um, it wasn't really how I wanted to go forward. It wasn't really uh, the right way. I... I you know, life is about being present 
with the people that you love and, you know, my son and my husband and my friends and not only or so absorbed by um, social media and your online friends. They're important too, of course they are, but I, I kind of felt that the balance between uh, real life and on, online life wasn't right anymore. And, and, and my father's diagnosis really... Yeah, that that really was the sort of turning point where I I could recognize that. Yeah. Um, Do you think that you know, as your following grows and you you're trying to implement things and you see success and you see yourself building friendships and putting content out that people are enjoying and hopefully getting something from you know nourishing their body? Do you think that you know you start to get potentially like a bit addicted? To, to having that and being on the platform and, and seeing those, um, I guess, what's the word? It's, you know, like validations from all those specific aspects. Do you think that, you know, that's why you spend more time on there because you want to keep, is it that you want to keep bettering yourself or you want to contribute to other people's lives but forget that there's people in your life face-to-face that you are then taking away that time from? I mean, I think for me, it's it's it comes in two parts. So before my dad's diagnosis, I would definitely agree with that. Like it was a kind of place where, you know, I mean, mostly the comments that I get anyways are incredibly positive. Your photography is amazing. That recipe is beautiful. Aren't you wonderful? Aren't you so, you know, so it's a lot of kind of ego feeding basically, right? Mm, uh, yeah. And that's, you know, it's lovely. It's fantastic. It's wonderful. Whereas in real life, People know you for real and they know the beautiful side of you and they also know all the stuff that you aren't sharing online that's probably not so nice about who you are so it's much more of a reality check you know you don't get the ego beast in the same way so you know the people around me are, are very supportive of me but if I'm doing something wrong they are you know definitely going to tell me about it and I don't have that online so it's this escape you know it was this kind of um, escape and I guess it's kind of like uh chocolate or like alcohol like any other thing that too much of a good thing just isn't very healthy and too much of an ego boost too much of that uh you know it's it's not healthy it's it's not right um i think after my dad's diagnosis i really took a step back and looked at social media in a different way so that it's a place where i don't just do what other people expect of me artistically or in the kitchen, but I just do what my heart wants to do. And if it tanks, so be it. If it resonates, then it's fantastic. But it, it just feels more like what I actually started out wanting to do. Yeah, and sense. I think that comes back to the being authentic side is, especially with creativity, you know, when we're doing it for the reasons we want to do it and the story we want to tell and it's exactly. coming back to that deep-seated thing with inside us of we want to create this because it's who we are you know yes. I sometimes do the same thing and I think there's things that I've put out into the world and I was like you know what I've done a really good job at this yes. it's very true to who I am and whatever the results are you know I, I'm going to be proud of myself for what I've done I don't necessarily need validation from other which is yes. it's not easy to do don't get me wrong um <laughs> But I think that Absolutely. is coming back to the authenticity part of that. So since the discovery um, that you made, you know, 
what did this propel you to do? Like, how did this mindset shift you to how you were creating and how you were interacting with Instagram and and what you were making? So I would say when, uh, you know, kind of late last year, I took some time away from Instagram. Like, I just put my camera back in the box that it originally came in. And I just, yeah, I just put it aside and... Um, I kind of just spend more time with my family and also with myself. You know, I think being online means that you don't have to look at yourself in the mirror because you're so, you know, out there, you know, on, on the internet. So I took some time off just to reflect and, and let my kind of creativity uh, rest. And, and doing that actually meant that after a couple of weeks, I felt a really strong urge to pick up the camera again. And to just, you know, take a picture, just, just without thinking about what, is this going to get lots of likes? Is this going to get lots of comments? But just going, okay, this is what my heart feels like doing right now. I'm going to respond and take my camera out and this one and take a picture of. Um, and I don't actually remember if I ended up sharing it on Instagram or not, but it, it wasn't important. It wasn't relevant. I kind of felt that that process of creating was, um, joyful again. That's great. Um, and felt, yeah. It, and I also think then suddenly a, another little kind of shift happened creatively. Like, I, you know, I think I actually plateaued because, um, or in my perception, I had plateaued because I was doing a lot of the same things. And then taking a break and then coming back, really listening to what I wanted to do and challenging myself as well. You know, I, I know I can take a picture of a smoothie bowl. You know, I know I can do that. Now, can I do other things? Uh, and coming back, I just felt that my photography was much stronger and, uh, you know, I didn't really care so much. If, I mean, I, you know, if it does, if a picture does well, don't get me wrong, it's, it's fantastic. It's wonderful. But if it doesn't do well, then A, I don't question my self-worth and I also don't question my artistic validity. So for me, likes and comments aren't tied to that at all anymore. And I think that break allowed me to, to, to recognize that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that's really something that is amazing. And you don't, it doesn't happen overnight. And we're not necessarily blessed to just have that shift really quickly. And I think the thing we need to remember is, you know, this constant need to outdo ourselves you know, just ends up in exhaustion and doesn't make the process um, creatively. It just puts a lot of pressure on us. And I find for myself, you know, it's, it's not what I started to take photos for, you know, and remembering back to with Instagram, there is the algorithm and, you know, are you creating for yourself? Are you creating for a community? And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with either of them, but I, I would say if something's not feeling right, you know, if there's something deep, deep inside of you that's like, you know, I'm constantly creating for others or creating for likes or to keep up with a competition, then maybe having that break to decide what's important for you, you know, am I, am I creating to make something my audience likes half the time and then what I like the other half of the time and bringing it back to what is, what is your message and what's authentic for you? I think is the yeah. real the real message because the, I, th- I don't think there's anything wrong with constantly creating for your community. If you get a real buzz out of that, like like true joy and that's authentic because you're really 
trying to portray a certain message. Sure. I think that's great. Yeah. yeah. But I agree with you. And, um, and I, I, I feel that you're totally right. Like no judgment on people who create for their audience, people who are there to inspire or, um, you know, help, help others find a way to plant-based eating or to paleo eating or to whatever sort of eating they're, they're trying to guide them to. But for me personally, it, it wasn't fulfilling. And I think that's to be able to recognize that that was really important. To yeah. Me it's sort of like a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Almost that I think, you know, people who've listened to previous episodes of this podcast will know that I've taken time off what I've done to really focus on, you know, shifting that mindset and finding out what it is for me. And I think that's just part of the journey. And, you know, that may happen to me again in the future where I just need to readjust. So it's definitely not a bad thing. I, I really think it is a blessing, although at the time it can, it certainly doesn't feel like that always. It was very hard. It was very hard. And I, I you know, when I made that decision, there was still that you know, voice in the back of my mind was like, oh, people are going to leave in droves because you're letting them down. And, you know, which yeah. didn't happen at all. Their lives just went on perfectly fine without my, you know, daily picture. Thank you very much. But at that point, I did feel I had a an obligation almost. And it's, it's silly because actually the people that follow me were probably supportive of my time off, incredibly supportive. That's great. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm very lucky. Yeah, so before you had this realization versus after, would you say that, you know, the creative spark that you had was definitely diminished or suppressed? And then afterwards, you know, was that feeling more authentically like why you started to share your work? Yes, I think so. I, I, I feel much more, I felt liberated. You know, when I took that decision to just take some time off, it was like this big weight came off my shoulder and it was another opportunity to kind of go back and, and to the drawing board and say, why am I doing this? You know, what's the point of getting likes and comments if I'm not happy? Um, and if the price I'm paying is spending so much less time with my family because it's not just oh, I'm going to post a picture really quickly it's I have to take the picture well I have to buy the ingredients I have to think about how I'm going to lay out the picture then I have to take the picture then I have to edit it then I need to upload it then I have to think of a cute caption then I need to comment and so you know it's this whole process and um and that's the time I'm not spending with my child that's the time I'm not spending with my husband um so yeah, it, it just was liberating to be able to think, well, if I'm doing this to challenge myself creatively, if I'm doing this to share photography, food photography, then if, I, if I'm not creating it when I'm happy and joyful, that's going to translate into a picture that ultimately, for me, isn't going to have value. That makes sense. But... Now when I make things, I, you know, some of them are silly and fun and it is a smoothie bowl, but you know what? I really enjoyed making that or it's something much more complex and, um, it, yeah, it just feels that it's more, it's more me and I can look at a picture and say that I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that because it came from the right place. Yeah. I think that's a really important message. And I think at the end of the day, that's what it's really about. And if that feels 
you know, that it's great that it feels liberating and more authentic, you know, that's really special <laughs> for sure. So I'd, I'd love to talk to you, uh, you know, cause I feel Instagram's come up a lot in these podcasts yeah. and, you know, there's stuff in the media at the moment that it, it's one of the most damaging social media platforms that we have. So what strategies did you take to ensure that you were living a grounded and authentic creative life, not just on Instagram, but also, you know, in your everyday life or, you know, wherever you're sharing that content, was there specific, specific things that you put in place so that that was your mindset and that was the output? Absolutely. So, um, as I mentioned before, I think if you're posting something on Instagram and you feel anxious about it or, um, you feel incredibly upset if it doesn't get the likes and comments that you wanted to get, um, take a break. That's really my first recommendation. Take some time away and, you know, reassess what Instagram is about for you. Um, if it's about being creative, and letting those creative juices flow, then it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. That creative process shouldn't be connected to likes and comments. So I think that's a really good place to start. Um, I also, um, for me personally, um, Instagram or social media at that point in time was also an escape from kind of dealing with things that were going on in my personal life. Um, so it might be worth kind of reflecting and thinking, am I, you know, walking away from something? Am I kind of turning my back on things that are going on in my personal life that I don't want to deal with? Um, it might not be the case for everybody, but that was certainly what was going on um, for me. I also think I really want to encourage people, as I said before, to kind of separate your artistic and creative um, validity from likes and comments. So, you know, just to remember that just because you get a hundred likes, um, versus, you know, not getting a thousand likes doesn't mean that you're not talented, doesn't mean that you don't have the right to put your work out there. Um, for me, what also happened a lot is I set myself, so I got a bullet journal, uh, at the beginning of 2017, which I'm, uh, I love. Um, and I use it in part to monitor my Instagram use. So I, at the beginning of the year, I set myself a limit of how many times I allow myself to go on Instagram. And um, just so that I keep an eye on it, because it's really easy to kind of, oh, let me just check. Oh, you know, let me, oh, quickly. Oh, you know, or I'm just kind of a little bored and waiting for the train. Oh, let's see what so-and-so posted. So really to be... Actually, you just felt like, no, I don't, I don't need to check it every two minutes. It's fine. Um, and to keep myself sort of accountable to, to my goals. So to say three times a day and, and that's it. Um, so I wrote that down in my, in my diary, but then I also had a list of things that I wanted to do with the extra time that I was gaining by not being on Instagram. Yeah, so, that's a great idea. Yeah. So, you know, spending more time with the family or uh, taking a painting or pottery or, you know, all that extra time that you gain, um, you can put pour that into something else that means something else in real life uh, that's more tangible and, and that isn't connected in any way to, to social media. Yeah, and something that's potentially healthier because I know, 
you know, my Instagram use is so sporadic and probably a lot of you that if you follow me on Instagram will notice that, you know, sometimes I'm really good at it and other times I just think, oh my God, I cannot be bothered. You know, like it's just, I don't know, I haven't really found, I find find connection with, you know, my email list a bit more and, and helping people rather than just, you know, because like you said, it takes so long to make an Instagram post and somebody flicks through it in like tenth of a second. Yeah. You know, and so... I go through periods of being on Instagram a lot and it becomes a habit, you know, like, like you said, while well, you're waiting for the, the bus or whatever it is yeah. that sometimes I just think, you know, if I wasn't doing that, I could be more mindful or I could be Absolutely. just sitting in a place, enjoying um, what's around me and actually not thinking about what my next move is or how things are going. Like I'm constantly on all the time thinking about my business and thinking about those types of things that it would just be nice to be present in the moment, you know? Yes. Like, for example, one of the quote-unquote rules I I put myself, I never take pictures of food when I'm out and about. Like, I'm just going to, you know what, I'm just going to eat it. (laughs) You know, not everybody needs to know. Um, And that's just, you know, liberating. Having said all this, Rachel, I do have to say I still love Instagram and I still think it has a place. And I think as long as your relationship with it is positive and it's not anxiety provoking and you understand why you're using it because you you feel the need, the urge to be creative and God, you can't not be. And man, Instagram is wonderful because you can put it out there to your audience you know, I, I love that. And and as long as you're, you understand that that's its purpose, then I think it's wonderful. I think once it shifts into uh, no likes, niggling away at your self-esteem or uh, posting a picture because you have to rather than because you want to, or when you find yourself on there for five hours a day, or then I think, then it kind of, takes on a different meaning and that's maybe when the bullet journal name um or when time away can be really helpful does that make sense definitely yeah i think it's you know it is coming back to living how it is authentic for you and i don't think there's anything wrong with you know if we look at my instagram use for example that sometimes i really love it and sometimes i hate it but that's that's authentic for me yeah um and i do know that it's a place to uh re to connect with people. And like you said, you know, your quote was that sometimes we need to disconnect in order to reconnect with what matters. It's that it's really nice to be able to come onto the platform and chat to people that I may not have chatted to for a while and to reconnect with their work because sometimes, you know, seeing it every day, just scrolling, um, it's not necessarily connecting with it. Yeah. So, you know, if you're in whatever your Instagram use is, I think as long as you're coming back to, like you said, uh, how that works for you and the message and the story and just being authentic to yourself. But I mean, I'd love to, you know, because there's a lot of things that say, you know, people have a lot of followers, likes are more successful, but what I see, and do you let me know if you find it interesting, Kimberly is, you know, with more engagement and success, we actually feel less talented and less worthy. You know, like, I don't know if you feel like that or if you feel like that. I don't know if I feel like that necessarily. But what I would say is um, I'm not envious in any way, shape, or form of people who have 100,000 followers. Okay. Uh, In fact, I, um, 
I don't even want to think about the pressure they must feel. Um, and I, I don't, I don't want that success even. Um, I, I, I'm not pining for it. I, um, it's a lot, it's a lot of pressure to maintain that. And you only get to that stage if you're really very consistent, uh, very devoted to posting not once, not twice, potentially even three times a day, um, opening yourself up giving so much away from yourself of, of yourself and I mean I'm sure there are people who do that and manage to maintain those boundaries and but I can tell you with just 40,000 followers um, that it's it's not easy so you know so I just say be careful what you wish for it's not all you know the grass isn't always greener in a hundred thousand plus or hundred thousand plus um, and also it goes back to why are you doing this? Is this for validation or is this because creativity is what your heart needs to express? Yes. And then yeah. 100,000, 200,000 or 200 followers is irrelevant. I, I absolutely agree. Yeah. I mean, I'm. this is a really interesting um, topic just before we jumped on the call, you know, we were, we were talking about the bullet journal and I was saying to Kimberly how as children or when we teach children, you know, we, we might have a chart for them and we put a number of stickers or stars, you know, if they do chores or if they do the right thing and once they get to a certain number, you know, you know, they're working towards a goal essentially. And sometimes I feel like even as an adult, I need <laughs> some boundaries like that potentially with Instagram use uh, or really absolutely. to, yeah, really to um, celebrate the small wins because I, I say with photography, like what makes a beautiful image is a lot of small things put together. Yes. And I'm at the moment I'm starting to look at life, like small things uh, added together that, that bring joy. Yeah. So um, I think that will fit into you know, creating a journal, like you said, or maybe disconnecting to reconnect to like the small things that you might get out of the platform that if you have a number of those small things, they actually add up to make a really enjoyable experience. I agree. I totally agree. And um, I mean, what I also think is nice is just if you are following a certain number of people that, to, as you said before, to really absorb their work to not just scroll down and take the time to maybe go back to their gallery and, and just, you know, look at it, maybe visit their blog, comment on their blog. Remember, that's that feels much more uh, invested than just a, you know, smiley face. Absolutely. But it's, it's, um, it's that connection, that um, virtual connection that is actually real. And um, I'm really super strong advocate for creating a community that lives online but that also translates into something real um so i've done like blogger meetups and uh, you know little communities online like blog parties with with a with a meaning just to not have everything be so superficial but to dig a little bit deeper and to connect authentically yeah, that's that wonderful. for me so yeah yeah 
Well, Kimberly, it's been amazing having you on the podcast today. And I want to say thank you for sharing those thoughts um, and inspiring some of us out there to really look at our Instagram platform and, and wonder what it is for us and to not look at the numbers and just really be authentic uh, with our story. So thanks thank so much for your time you. today. Thank you so much for having me. Was it good? It's been great chatting with you today, Kimberly, and I truly want to thank her for being courageous and inspiring in sharing her story with us. If you're finding that you need to reconnect with your purpose in sharing your work, perhaps consider starting a bullet journal. If you want to connect more with Kimberly or have any questions about how journaling helped her, you can connect with her via her blog at thelittleplantation.co.uk or the Little Plantation on Instagram. Before I go today, I just want to send some major cyber high fives to everyone who's continued to listen and support this journey. Remember, you too can be a part of this change and help other creatives who may be struggling to authentically create. Leaving a review on iTunes is what helps spread the word. Together, we can make a difference. I would also love to hear from you if you have an idea for an episode or would love to share your creative story. Drop me a line at hello at twolovestudio.com. That's it for this episode of The Mindful Creative. A big thanks to all the creatives who make this podcast possible. And until we meet again, thanks for listening.